0: Podcast, the podcast that brings you thought-provoking discussions and captivating stories from around the world. I'm your host, Captain P, with my fellow co-hosts Tina and Joe. On this show, we explore a wide range of topics, from technology and sport to art, culture, and everything in between. Our goal is to inform, entertain, and inspire you, our amazing listeners. So whether you're driving, working out, or just relaxing at home, grab your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's dive into the captivating world of Amagin's podcast. Always make sure to subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to follow us on social media, on our Facebook page at Amagin's podcast for the latest updates, also on our YouTube channel at Amagin's podcast. Thank you for joining us, and let's get started. Hello, welcome to another episode of Armagen's podcast. Episode number five, week number five. Excited for another week. Many things happening in the world of current affairs, sports, lots of sports around. Recently had the FIFA Women's World Cup final, which was an exciting game. A lot of buzz around the country with the World Cup, Premier League back in action. And also current affairs of Niger, things happening in Niger changes. And also the Zimbabwean election coming on this week. So we'll give our predictions at the end of the show. So listen right to the end when we'll individually give our predictions on the Zim election. So, Tina's, Joe, how are you gentlemen? How are you brothers? Uh, great, great. Good to be here, man. Yeah, good. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. you guys had an awesome week watched the Premier League, watched a few games. Another disappointing weekend for some gentlemen in, <laughs> in this show. Uh, my weekend was fantastic. Liverpool did well. Huh? Tina, eh? me and you were on the losing end, so we can't laugh at each other. So We'll let Joe smile. We can see his big smile there enjoying the
1: Liverpool victory. I thought both of you were migrating to Man City. Eh? Very, 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 very
2: disappointed,
0: man. Very, very, very disappointed. Very, very. disappointed. All right, so let's get into it. Let's get into the Premier League. Week two of the Premier League. We had some interesting results. Of course, you know, the standard bearers of the league at the moment, Man City beat Newcastle 1-0 in a top-of-the-table clash. Disappointing result for my team, Man U. <laughs> Absolutely, utterly outplayed. I'll do another weekly rant since I did a rant first week. <laughs> I'll jump into that. You don't love Tina's. West Ham beat Chelsea. <laughs> even yeah, losing. even losing. Aston Villa came back from their 5-1 drubbing. They beat Everton 4-0. I think Everton will be relegation forward again this season. And the last game of the week was Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. Arsenal won with a Martin Odegaard penalty. 1-0 victory for Arsenal. So let's get into it. Let's get into the games. Let's talk some of the games. Liverpool. Oh, Joe.
1: Joe is the only
0: man smiling in our crew today. (laughs) Liverpool 1-3-1 against Bournemouth. And Mm -hmm. the stats this weekend was a bit of a red card frenzy. Five games with red cards.
1: Yeah.
0: The refs were a bit trigger-happy. Refs and VAR. Lots of red cards. Even Liverpool had a red card.
1: Yeah. McAleese, yeah. Yeah. Got a red card, yeah.
0: And let's not forget to acknowledge Brighton. Just continued where they left off last season, flying high, mm. top of the table at the moment. 4-1 victory over Wolves. Wolves, which gave Man United a hard time. Mm. But yeah, let's let's talk. Let's talk about the teams. Of course, okay. Joe will give you a time to celebrate. Just close. Yeah, you were talking about uh, Callister.
1: Yes, yes. Oh uh, no, he he got the red card. But uh, you know, during the game, uh Luis Diaz, did you see the the Caesars uh, go? I friend. That was fantastic. The first goal. Did Did you see Tinas? Oh, you managed to watch most
2: of the games. <laughs> I, I was disappointed. Disappointed from from the you know, uh, <laughs> that we had. With come on, what is that? Huh? Chelsea. What is that? They the
0: Liverpool one. I saw the highlights of the Liverpool. Liverpool is playing well at the moment. <laughs> Unfortunately, they didn't win last week, but. You know they are playing well. Back on form, it's a new midfield, and it looks very high octane, high energy. How you can find a Klopp squad? Man City, we go to Man City. Man City was just professional, utterly professional. Yes. Newcastle couldn't lay a glove; they could not lay a glove.
2: Just being passed. What can we say about about the Newcastle squad? Those now that they've faced the best of the best, what can we say? What do we see so far? I remember we had a, an insight into what their, their, their link could look like. But what, what can we say?
0: Look, I think they are a strong team. Uh, to lose only 1-0 against Man City. So they are strong enough. I think they just need a clinical striker. I don't know about Isak, he moved from the La Liga. But I believe they may be, they'll be in the running, look for the top four. I don't know how, when the Champions League starts, how they manage the Champions League. As I said, in our prediction episode, if you want to get that on our YouTube and on our pod, podcast on Spotify, Apple, we spoke about that in our prediction. So we don't know. We'll see how we go. They beat Aston Villa, who's in the middle of the pack, where they are supposed to be. They mm-hmm. resoundingly beat them. Then they've played the top team, and the top team has just given them a masterclass. I think Man City didn't even leave third gear from you know mm-hmm. the match, which I watched. They were so comfortable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the match was uh, almost fifty uh, fifty in terms of uh, you know the the possession of the ball. And uh, you see with uh, Newcastle, I think they're quite good because you know with their passes and accuracy, it was it wasn't uh, as bad. And uh, you know, like you uh, said, Leslie, they hold them up one one nil, which is uh, good for you know for Man City because Man City is on fire, man.
0: Obviously. Yeah, they're, they're a strong team. <laughs> they're on strong team, man.
2: How many goals uh, did uh, Haaland score? Nah, I think he. Let's see
0: who scored. I think this one was.
1: No, that was Al- Alvarez. Alvarez. Yes, yes, Alvarez.
0: Yeah, the World Cup winner Alvarez who scored. I think Haaland is on a bit of a dip of form at the moment, but I think he'll come back. First game, he scored two goals in the Super Cup. He didn't score. I think that's five finals without him scoring in the for Man City. So we'll see how it goes. And then yeah, let's let's lead to the dreary section now. <laughs> I'll start oh, oh. before we go to Chelsea. Ch- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Man United, man, what a woeful, woeful, woeful performance that was. Absolutely disappointing from the first thirty minutes. You know, you know, Bruno Fernandes missed an open header. Marcus Rashford is not looking happy. Man, I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. Casemiro looks like he's enjoyed a, a few, yeah. <laughs> a bit of the carnival experience in Brazil when he went back home. He
2: got, he got a good refreshment. <laughs> he got a good
0: refreshment. He, doesn't, he can't, look, he's not the same, but usually it takes him three, four games for him to warm up. You've got uh, Mason Mount. Mason Mount looks like a headless chicken on the team, just running around. Yeah, can mad- we
2: talk about it? I watched a, I was watching on Instagram a podcast of uh, some of the guys who were reviewing. That as well. They're not happy with um, Mason. Apparently, they 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 see him as becoming a flop. He's, like, he's, what he's do you lux- take?
0: He's a luxury signing. He's not a signing. To me personally, he's not a signing. Who we needed? Yes, we needed someone who can link up the play. Of course, he's a better passer, better footballer than Fred and McTominay. But he's not physically built enough to play the box to box number eight. We should have made Amrabat a priority signing or Gravenbach for who's in Bayern Munich. Someone who can run the floor from the top of the box when they're defending. They can come in with a late run like a Roy King because Bruno Fernandes is not going to do that. Bruno Fernandes is not, not disciplined enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And Mason Mount, he's a luxury, to be honest. In Chelsea, he was he was well protected Him He had Kante. And he had Kovacic. Kovacic. So he was well, well protected, right? And obviously, as well with Chelsea, they played a back three. So it was basically a back five. So he could free roam and play however he wanted. But now here, he has to track back. He has to play the Kovacic role. And I don't think he can play that Kovacic role, man.
1: Yeah. So, Captain P, what happened with Martinez? What was he doing? <laughs> the ongoing <Yeah. laughs>
0: don't know what he was trying to kick with he was keeping with the you know what he was doing look it's, a, it's at the moment it's all a, it's a disaster class at the moment to be quite honest yeah. it's an absolute
1: disaster class it's uh, it's it's very entertaining to see you humbled like that <laughs> <laughs>
0: look, It happened last season Last season at least were better than last season The first two games at zero points we We're in the relegation battle oh, yeah, But yeah. now we've got three points I think, look, it's disappointing that we're having another slow start to the season Man City's already on six points If you mm-hmm. give them a three-point lead, man They're already running away So <laughs> you try and catch up, you know Unless they have a, a massive blip Maybe the Kevin De Bruyne injury might affect mm-hmm. them in the December January period you know he's <laughs> out for four months because four months that leads okay. us to December and then he has to start to do fitness so he might be back late January early February so mm-hmm. that Kevin De Bruyne so the season is a bit open with that loss of Kevin De Bruyne so we're not panicking at the moment we have not Nottingham Forest on the weekend and then obviously we've got our our whipping boys Arsenal the week after so <laughs> it's, going to be an interesting, <laughs> it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. So, yeah. let's see how we go, man. Let's see how we go. Yeah, Tina, as you were laughing, let's lead on to Chelsea, man. What is this million for that. Imagine, bro.
2: Absolutely disappointed. I mean, yeah, we could argue and say it's the beginning of the season. The guys haven't settled. But you know what? The amount of money that I'll spend on that squad, for it not to gel well... It's just not acceptable. Like, I, I, look, they're playing a very good passing game. They do, but the biggest issue that has always been at Chelsea is they don't have That's finishes. They're not finishing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we took on people like, you know, Sterling. We thought maybe Sterling could could kind of help us with with those runs that he usually did in in Man City, but doesn't seem to help. He did, you know do a few runs into the box or so one which led into a penalty and other one which he did from the right which well, wasn't you know converted into a goal but man i just don't know i don't know what they're trying to do i don't know what sort of um outcome this is going to have on us but we need the confidence to start off the season is the and, reed, is uh, the reed james injury affecting the team because possibly
0: james is a good is a, is a big outlet Yes, possibly, attack.
2: and or even just the matter of confidence in the squad having him okay. around—that also does play a part. Obviously, that he's not in, and you know, you know those those uh, sweeping. Of that he does. Yeah. yeah, you know, all of that was was missing from the game. So obviously, that that also comes into play. But I'm generally not not pleased. Not pleased. We expect more. They spend a lot of money. They change the whole squad. Mm-hmm. And and in doing so, they we would think they they were doing the right thing. They have a lot of good players, but mm-hmm. uh I think has a lot okay. to
0: prove. But for one billion spent, one billion spent in 18 months, yeah. You'd expect a bit more from that Chelsea team.
2: You would expect a very elite squad. That's that's mm-hmm. what, what I can say. A very, yeah. very elite squad that is not willing to lose games the way they're will, they're losing games. Three three one. Come on, to Aston Villa, come on. Come
1: on. Yeah. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. I wanted to say it happens. It happens. It doesn't matter how much you spend, but uh, it's part of the game.
2: It's yeah. slowly beginning to think like they're just playing money in Chelsea now, you know.
0: And look at the other big signing. What's his name? Mudric, he's not even
2: starting. Exactly. And you know there, he was a big. And Caicedo is the, the the new guy is the one who gave away the
0: like <laughs> the freaking, even even Cucarella was a big
2: signing from Brighton. He's not starting. He's not starting. Uh, there's even talk that he might be leaving.
0: So, and even if you look at that bench, if you look at that bench, you know this mm-hmm. for one billion spent. There's nothing which pops out to say whoa. You know they can bring on a game changer from the bench you know mm-hmm. you've got more well, you
2: know another, another avenue is the people who are arguing that it's a young squad and they're going to have you know top-notch players in the next coming years but look man football is not about tomorrow it's a, it's all about today it's all about, it's all about the loss to aston villa it's about the loss to man city it's about the loss yeah. to man u like we can't take that
0: no yeah. look i think i made a comment we made a comment on our twitter page about the midfield Chelsea's midfield, for, compared to Real Madrid, they're all young, all in yeah. their early 20s. Mm-hmm. Those will be the top two midfields
2: in the next few years. Well, like I said, it's, it's... those those next two years, we need them right now. <laughs> we need them right now, man. We need them. We need to resurrect, you know, the, the, the banner. Go ahead, John. You wanted to say something?
1: No, I wanted to ask uh, about the the coach. What do you think, Tinas? Is he is he the good match for this season, or he's overstayed? He's welcome in Chelsea, Pochettino. Yeah, Pochettino. Yeah.
2: No, he's just started. Look, man, I liked Tot- Tottenham when he was there. I think they yeah. he managed to make a very good squad. They mm-hmm. gelled very well. Mm-hmm. I think that was like the pinnacle of of of, of Tottenham Hospital when he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, he can replicate in Chelsea, but yeah, it is going to take some time. But you see, this is what what I'm saying. Like we don't have the time to be to be doing all sorts of things, you know that that mm-hmm. don't equate to wins.
1: Yeah, because why I'm asking because he's got pure talent in his in his you know in his lineup, so he should you know bring some outcome, you know.
2: With time, yes, but you see, Chelsea has proven that they don't they don't like. Coaches that that take time to develop a squad into a winning killing machine, mm-hmm. they don't like that. They are very easy, quick to to let you go. You know the, the likes of um what's his name came from Brighton. Harry, oh, we call him Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 Graham Potter, man. We call him Harry <laughs> Potter. Uh, Graham Potter. You see, the problem is that guy had a very had a, a winning formula for for Brighton, but it took. A, a bit of time for him to to fully formulate. He tried to do the same with Chelsea, but nobody mm-hmm. gave him that time and day. So Pochettino doesn't have that time and day to, mm-hmm. to say, oh, listen, for the young players, I want to build them to become this in the next two, three years. He has mm-hmm. this season to prove that he's worth to be there where he is. And if he doesn't do that, then I'm, I'm sure heads will he's be He's getting a boot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Heads will be flying. Heads will be flying, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. All right,
0: so again, we're, man, the week is the weeks. i already we're already in week three of Premier League. Week three, man, our time flies by, man. So again, week three, we've got a couple of uh, another big game for week three. We've got Newcastle hosting Liverpool at St James's Park. That'll be the big Super Sunday clash. We've got uh, Man United hosting Nottingham Forest. Hopefully, they can bounce back. Arsenal. have got a London derby with Fulham. Chelsea have got the newly promoted Luton town. So maybe Pochettino can bounce back in that. And then another good game. Winners from the weekend. Brighton and West Ham facing each other. And then we've got Everton at Wolves. Again, I, I believe that's relegation for the battle. Tottenham Tottenham going to Bournemouth. Um, again, we'll see how that goes as time progresses. So the season is heating up week three. let let's get in. Let's see how everything goes, man. So sticking with football. Let's talk about the recent FIFA Women's World Cup hosted in the great Oceania country of Australia. Guys, managed to watch the World Cup final? You want me to be honest?
1: <laughs>
0: no, no, no. Look, if you didn't watch it, maybe you watch the highlights. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah,
1: I did. I did watch the highlights, but uh, you know, uh, I got to watch the highlights because of the hype. That the women's uh, World Cup had, especially with the Matildas, they made me watch parts of it because of the excitement in the in the sports club. But yeah,
0: look, uh, yeah. Yeah, look as I said, congratulations to Spain. Spain, uh, you know, won the World Cup. Uh, Both their men won in 2020 in South Africa, and Mm -hmm. now they've won here in Australia. So I think Spain likes to play in the Southern Hemisphere World Cups, eh? They've Mm -hmm. both won them in the Southern Hemisphere. So good on them. It was a pure Spanish performance. Mm -hmm. Held the ball, passed the ball, tiki-taka. And yeah, one moment, clean victory, England. Thank God the English didn't win. We're still hearing about 1966, 2023. (laughs) So thank God the English didn't win. So... Yeah, it was a good performance. Uh, congratulations to Spain. And yeah, kudos to them for winning the world Women's World Cup. So we've got a few stats, you know, which, which, which have come out from this World Cup, you know. Australia and New Zealand hosted the FIFA's World Cup for the ages, as they say. 1.95 mm-hmm. million fans through the stands. So mm-hmm. that's 1.9 million people in the stadiums. Over 160 goals. Over 750,000 visitors at fan festivals, the most watched program in Australian TV history, mm-hmm. right? And the first senior FIFA tournament to be hosted in Oceania, and the first Women's World Cup with 32 teams. So they've already matched the men. Men have got 32 teams. I think men is going to increase, I think, at the FIFA World Cup in 2026. I think they've expanded that. But look, women have got 32 teams there. It was a good performance. Mm-hmm. some resounding uh, victories let's dive into the matildas the matilda's fever fever uh, you know living here in australia we're seeing yellow jerseys all over i thought i was at a triple c rally but it was <laughs> all the matilda's yeah <laughs> <laughs> no. you know, it was yeah. A, the matilda's fever and look you know they finished fourth but i think they they really made women's sport go to another level in the country let's talk a bit about that about the Matilda's Matilde, fever from this World Cup
2: okay. yeah <laughs> yeah the very big uh, very big impact obviously of the sport obviously for you know for the younger women out there who also want to play the sport this is a very very you know open cut opportunity for them to grow the sport they've they've done well we have the Olympics that's coming up in in twenty thirty two in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. I'm sure again that's another, you know, platform they're gonna have to, to again grow the sport even bigger. They use this opportunity to to spearhead. So I see football growing for women. I see football growing. Whether that will help the men's part as well, because obviously our men haven't really done as good, obviously. There's more no competition <laughs> when it comes to them to the males out there. Not to take anything away from the materials, but you know, we, we do know that uh Male sport has yeah, it Yeah,
1: <laughs> that, that's, that's a quite sensitive uh, area there, <laughs> given that uh, some are already taking advantage of, uh, you know, the fever that's happening at the moment. I was going through, you know, coming through the news, and I saw that, uh, you know, there are some people who are already complaining that uh, the female athletes getting, you know, less money than the their male counterparts like you know fifa eh, like in this article that i was reading the advertiser they say fifa will only hand out a total of uh, 170 million in prize money for the women's world cup far less than 680 million for men's tournament and they are complaining of the you know wage gap
2: well that's a that's a very big con- uh, conversation that's been, ha- that's been having that's been having that's been had around the yeah. world, really. Yeah. Even the American squad has the same thing where they, they want equal pay. But I think the, the, the biggest thing that comes down to to following, how much does the men's world cup bring in in terms of revenue itself? How much is yeah. it bringing in terms of viewers itself? Yeah. And when-
1: but in this case now, the female soccer brought in more viewers in the Australian context. Yeah, but in
0: the Australian context, in Australian, Australian context, context, yes, yeah. in yes. the
1: Australian context,
0: they performed well. So as we come back to the Matildas, yes, we we know the argument of equal pay, the debate. We all know that the men's sport has been there for years. I think you alluded, I alluded to England winning in 1966. There wasn't a women's World Cup in 1966. So for us to rush to say they want we want equal pay, it has to grow to a certain level where, you know, major sponsors are, are sponsoring. I think this World Cup was being sponsored by Zero, the accounting firm. You yes. know, the men's World Cup, you've got Budweiser, you've got Gillette, you've got all these major conglomerate like, brands. Nike, Adidas. Fighting to sponsor for to be to have their brands out there for the men's world cup. Not taking away from the women, they've got 32 teams. The Spanish team, even if I was on the pitch, <laughs> I'm a rugby player. If I was on the on the pitch, they would have made me run around in that midfield like a madman because of the way they were <laughs> passing the ball around. So some of you know the women's sport has improved dramatically. Even you know the normal powerhouse, the USA. You know, they were they were well beaten from the group stage all the way because everyone else has improved. Yeah. Everyone else has gone to another level. So yeah. you know, I was in um you know in the South Bank area in Brisbane this past weekend before the third playoff match between Australia and Sweden. And you could see the Matilda's fever, parents yeah. with young girls buying you know, the Australian jersey, even men wearing the Australian jersey with their partners, there was that, you know, togetherness which brought the country together for the Matildas, for the next generation, you know, for, for parents with young ladies, they want to, might, might want to enter into that sports field. It might not be, you know, you know, football or soccer, as they call it in other parts of the world, it may be another sport which has increased that woman's participation. You know, I think in other places which you've been, you've seen those yellow jerseys flying around like hotcakes.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I should add on to—I know you—you—you want to spin off, spin it off on a positive note.
0: <laughs> 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 so it's, 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 that's that's <laughs> why we love our
2: magents, man. You know that the argument is always got to be there, bro. Like, um, yeah. I wanted to give an example of. The, Women's uh, national team. I think it was a year or two years ago, mm. now when this whole conversation started about equal pay, mm. and you know they 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 took it to the to their matches, and some women were actually outside. I was watching this video. I think it was on YouTube or somewhere And this, um, you know, they, they they were sort of demonstrating and saying, "Oh, equal pay, equal pay, equal pay!" Just before a match, and the team goes in there and they're playing a friendly match with some young boys or. Some uh, small team, men's team, and they get thrashed eleven something, eleven zero, and that just goes to show you. Like, listen, there's no competition here. The levels of co- of, of 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 sportsmanship that's in male sports is different from the level of competition that's in women's sport. We, we, we can't we, even we, we can't we, even we, talk about we, the amount of that. men who play football versus I'll the I'll
0: amount be, of women. Give you an example of, of Sam of, of Sam Kirk. Yeah. She's a complete athlete. Yeah. If she competes with other men, yeah. she can beat other men. She's yeah. well versed in cricket. She's uh, a Chelsea women's team member of your team, which you love. Yeah, and yeah. You love her, Sam K, and she won you a trophy. I think was it last season the FA yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. So right. there are some, you know, women who deserve that equal pay. You know what I mean.
2: And, of, and I think I no, think, no, I, think no, I was actually reading something that was saying she's she's the most she's the world most paid female athlete in that team. I think total revenue, including endorsements and whatever, she's doing like three million dollars per year. And then the rest of the team in the materials, there I think the comparison was around three four hundred thousand for the for the next person who's coming after her. So mm-hmm. obviously it does help her that she's playing, you know, the FA the English mm-hmm. Premier women's Premiership and obviously there's a lot of sponsorship that she has managed to Garner mm-hmm. but the fact that sponsorship is not willing to support anyone and everybody else shows you the pool that the sports has
0: yeah, so, yeah look look as I said we're not we're not disputing that about the pool about you know but as I said here in, in Australia based on the Matilda's debate is the mm-hmm. most watched sporting event It's even beaten the 2000 Olympics, right? It's beaten the NRL grand final. It's beaten the AFL grand final, right? Yes, you might say the population is a bit smaller. It's mm -hmm. 20 million or whatever, 23 million where we are at at the moment. 11 million. watched the Matildas semifinal game. 11 million Australians. Watch that, right? Obviously, you cannot compete on a world stage because of time difference. You know, yes. when it was on in the UK, some of the games people would be working in the US, they, they'd be sleeping. So, obviously, it didn't have that worldwide appeal. But is it talking in the context of the local local spectrum? Let's not talk about, mm-hmm. here. We're looking at the bigger picture because I think we mm-hmm. were the leading candidates of equal pay. Oh, but imagine I'm 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 sure. sure. I
2: mean, how many African people actually watch the, the men's English soccer league here in the in, in Australia, like how many? How yeah, no, but but no, no look, you
0: get to eleven million built up. This was eleven million one time. Yes,
1: so it's we, what, a
0: it's a runoff. It's a runoff it's a, thing. It's a thing. Okay. like no, wait, 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 Joe, I need to respond first because the example, the example which he gave doesn't really make sense because the framework league is played at nine p.m., ten p.m., twelve midnight, right? Right, mm-hmm. And this game was played at 7 p.m. So mm-hmm. your comparison doesn't really make sense. And plus as well, this game was on free-to-air television. Not everyone has got paid subscription to watch the Premier League, like, the, like what we do. No one has got paid subscription to watch UEFA Chairman's League, like we do because we have to follow it and comment on it on our gents. So I'm talking about the whole spectrum where you've got it on free-to-air television. Whether it was hosted in Australia, if the UK hosted it and they did free-to-air, it would have been the same scenario. The women's game has enlightened people. Yes, I'm not talking about the debate of equal pay. I will not agree to equal pay if you're not bringing equal revenue. Let's not okay, get th- that okay, done. Okay, thank you.
2: Thank you. Hey, yeah. That's where we agree.
0: That's where we agree. I'm yeah. not talking about equal pay here. We're talking about... The way it has boosted the morale of women's sport. If it's boosted the women's sport, then if it grows to revenue of, of of two billion, like what the men's World Cup does, then they should get the equal
1: pay, right? Yeah, yeah. But if it's so, not there,
0: then they shouldn't be there. It's about the
1: revenue you bring, so that you get the income paid to you. Now, now you're talking the same language with tinners now.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. but the idea. You know, the reason why I brought in the issue of equal pay is because people are actually taking advantage of this popularity to slide in these issues instead of celebrating the matibudas. It is time to celebrate and enjoy and embrace what they've, you know, showed everyone. And hopefully the soccer rules follow suit in the next World Cup and go to the semi-finals or even to the finals. Hopefully.
2: Hopefully. Yeah.
1: Hopefully.
0: Yeah. Look as I said, the Matildas, they they they've raised the standard. Everyone was fun, happy. There was you know, even for me, I even bought one of those yellow t shirts because it was all over my eyes when I was walking around the South Bank area. So I saw the FIFA football standard and I had to buy the women's kit. <laughs>
1: Suspect, <laughs> suspect, eh? <laughs> Just say you had the
2: yellow t-shirt. Why do you want to say you bought one? <laughs>
0: yeah, has I, I was disappointed that they didn't win the World Cup. It would have been beautiful. At least, as I said at the first start, the Lionesses, congrats to them getting to the final. At least the Lionesses will win the World Cup. Remember last year when they won the Euros, how much the British press went berserk.
2: Above. Stay on Anyway, before we move on i think there's there was also um, something that took uh, center stage in that world cup when they when they won the the fight the, when spain won the final there was you know the, the the controversy that that sprung up spanish soccer president kisses one of the players on the lips in celebration oh. obviously obviously he later apologized but the, already the acting minister of sport uh, of spain Mikel i has, has already said that um, it's unacceptable for 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 you know officials to be kissing uh, you know the the, the players on the lips what do you think possible backlash is this guy being sacked what do you what do you think look
0: i think with oh <laughs> just be brief we live, in, <laughs> we live in an outrage society these guys were celebrating the lady doesn't have an issue with it. She never yeah. raised a complaint. We live in an outrage society. Mm-hmm. People pucker each up on the lips. Mm-hmm. I know there's the power dynamic. He's the boss. He's the senior. He's the leader. But if everyone is comfortable with, with that, mm-hmm. and obviously he just didn't grab Ed and kissed it. I've yeah. saw. I've seen some of the footage. It was an embracing celebration.
2: What's the big deal? I, I think I think more than anything, if it's not sexual, then it shouldn't be an issue. If the woman then felt the the the, the player that got kissed, if she felt like there was a, there was an issue, she could have raised whatever opinion. But I guess like just like anything else, you know, people will try to grab media attention. Mm. They want to be politically correct all the time, mm. and you know, try to take action where maybe action is not even needed. So I just yeah. I just found that to be quite interesting that uh,
1: you know most people they don't know the backstory to that. They're just taking it face value. Yeah. You know, and they don't even know the relationship, the friendship we you know between them. There could be, you know, some good, good relationship or whatever yeah. that made him comfortable doing that.
2: Exactly. Yeah. on such a platform, obviously. Yeah. Or maybe he was just overwhelmed. Yeah, it's overjoyed. Just, it's just fine look. Unless yeah.
0: You know the lady. We we don't want to comment on her behalf. There's three gentlemen here, unless she comes out explicitly and says I have I an issue. Like oh. But I've seen on on Twitter, I've seen some of the responses where she's said that yeah, these things happen. Obviously, he has to apologize because of the power dynamic. We always look at the power dynamic. He's the yeah. president of the football association. Yeah, um, but yeah, for me, I think we. I was having a conversation with someone else over the weekend that we've lost the ability to have fun. Just crack a joke.
2: Yeah, You've got be to be politically correct all the time. you
0: we are scared. Like you know, you know, <laughs> these it was it was females who were talking to say, hey, you know, you know, we miss that chase of a guy just coming just to you know flirt with us for you know two minutes, make us feel
2: beautiful. Well, are you labeled pervert, man?
1: because because it depends depends. if if she thinks you are attractive you are not a pervert but if she doesn't like you then you are a pervert so but you can't tell before you get there
0: yeah (laughs) that's what i was saying that, that that uh that ability to conversate to you know joke to it really that's why we said I'm a gins. we are in an unfiltered place. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we saw at the start of the conversation we we're talking about how the Matildas were and then we spoke about equal pay and people up front that you know we we don't believe that equal pay is right there for women's sport at the moment unless they mm-hmm. bring the revenue to match the men's sport. Yeah. If they bring the revenue to match the men's sport, the men's world cup, good on them. Mm-hmm. Let them have equal pay. But if it's not the same, there's no right for equal pay. All right. All Anything you want to add, gentlemen, before we move on on well, our podcast? podcast? That was a bit of a heated debate. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. So, awesome. So we'll continue. Week three of the Premier League. We've already given you the fixtures. I think this Champions League draw will be happening soon in a couple of weeks. We'll know the Champions League draw will bring that through to you. The NFL season will be starting soon in the preseason games. We'll bring some of the. Uh, feedback from the NFL, some of the matches. You know, of course, we'll talk about the great man, Patrick Mahomes. We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, we'll talk about the NBA. Is this LeBron's last season in the NBA? Or does he have another one? Who knows? So let's move on. All right, let's segue. Kenya's decision to move visa restrictions, right, sparks discussion about a borderless Africa. Kenya. All right. So the Kenyan president came out and says, Kenya to freely open its gates to any business person of African descent. This was in the Business Insider Africa on the 1st of June 2023. And the first tagline, which I spoke about, about Kenya's decision to remove visa restrictions past discussions about a borderless Africa, this was posted in Global Voices on the 30th of June 2023. My opinion is, Why hasn't Africa done its own type of EU? Why do we have all these border restrictions? Trucks, logistics should just move freely from one country to another. People should just visit one country to another. Let's build the economic base that pan-Africanism starts by us opening the borders. Open the floor to you, gentlemen.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's it's a long story, this one. Because I uh, we have to go back to what I enjoy talking about, you know, imperialism and the neocolonialism. You find that those borders, uh, they are there to restrict trade amongst African countries, and if the if we are not trading amongst each other then it's easier for external you know forces to come and destabilize our relationships because we are not already united as africans so with the pan african movement the ideology is to have one africa where there are no borders at all of which there is always a first step to towards you know a good move so what Buto is doing in Kenya is actually good. Some may, might argue that why not open for everyone? Why do you just open for businesses only? But this is the first step towards greatness, uh, you know, a uh, great and united Africa. So uh, if this pilot of business, you know, is successful, then possibly if they can open for everyone, you know, no visa to go into Kenya. As long as you're an African citizen, which will improve trade. And I was watching what's his name, Malema, the EFF uh, uh, leader, saying that uh, even if uh, they open borders, it doesn't mean people from Zimbabwe will flock into Kenya, escaping financial uh, quagmires in Zimbabwe. People will remain in Zimbabwe despite you know the lucrative or the the greener pastures in kenya you will find that even if they are open borders he was giving an example of limpopo and uh the houten that limpopo is poor but Johannesburg is a is well up is an affluent you know his city or province but people some people are born in Limpopo, grew up in Limpopo. They don't have any visa that they need to get to Johannesburg, but they died in Limpopo. So people who can stay wherever they are. Open borders are for people to come, do trade, and go back to their respectable you know, places. So up with the open borders. Back yeah. to
0: you, Captain P. Yeah, look, as I said before we head off to, to Tina's, I'll refer back to the Global Voices Org, .org, sorry, article, uh, and looking at some of the countries here, like Seychelles, you know, Mm -hmm. Seychelles has got no visa for anyone for African descent, but most of of the people who here are saying I'm going for a holiday in Seychelles are people traveling from the UK, America, Australia, that I want to go to Seychelles. You know, we don't know this information which is out there that you can just go with your Zimbabwean passport. You don't need a visa. You're there in Seychelles. You're with your South African passport, with your Kenyan passport. You're there. You're boosting the tourism. Benin. Benin doesn't need visa. And if you look on uh, Google Maps, Benin has got a whole coastline, right, where there's big tourism which can be made there and big revenue for Benin. So I think... This this is the type of discussions where people can just start to drive you. Oh, you've got your Zimbabwean passport, you've got your South African passport. You you can do your drive all the way from uh, from Cape Town. You know that came to Cairo, which we've always spoken about. You know, yes, you can drive there, but you have to go through border control. You have to know what each country's border control is. But if you show your passport, there you go. You're yeah, right through. You know, in, in Europe, they've got all oh, they, they where you can cross from um, Switzerland into mm-hmm. Germany. You can cross from Portugal into France just using a motorway, right? Mm-hmm. All those things. We as Africa, if we start to do this, Africa goes to another level. Mm-hmm. Tina, mm-hmm. your thoughts?
2: Yeah, first and foremost, I think I just want to applaud Ruto. I think um, he seems like a very switched on guy. He seems like he has, you know, <clears throat> a lot of initiative that he's, 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 he's trying to, to take on, uh, you know, especially when it comes to the way he's challenging the normal diplomacy in Africa, where we were more more of recipients, even though we own the, re- the resources, but still we're just recipients of aid. And he's trying to challenge that, and I think he's really spoken up on, on, um, you know, on issues that are concerning African countries. You know, he's speaking about African factories, he's speaking about us being able to consume our own products. Look, awesome. But when it comes to this issue, again, I applaud him. Awesome. But I think we have a page to take from the EU. (laughs) And... Uh, I think this initiative, if I could say first, this initiative needs, we need it at a point where, when African countries are balanced economies, Mm -hmm. so that we try and prevent that uh, movement of people. Because look at what happened in the EU. As soon as the borders are open, everybody went to the UK. So as much as Malema could say, what he's saying? We have a case study that everybody has seen. And look at what has happened to the UK. They exited, it was Brexit because the economy just couldn't take it. And, you know, there's a very big page to take out of that book. And I just feel like uh, that is a good initiative. It is not a right now sort of initiative. Let's fix other issues first and foremost. Let's fix how the world views Africa. Let's fix how the world is willing to trade with Africa. And then once our economies are stable enough, then let's open the borders. We also have other issues like terrorism that are happening. You know, the Islamists and all these people. Let's deal with that before we start opening borders and saying, ah, yes, 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 yes.
1: Yes. Can I I I respond
0: in um, the terms of the EU? yeah. Um, Look, you know, full disclaimer, I think you boys know, you gents know, I'm, I'm a liberal conservative supporter. That, but that whole Brexit and all that, of, oh, EU, that's a big mm-hmm. big red herring, right? Yeah. The UK never went over 100 million people, right? But France, so but France France's migration, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Most of its migrational increase came from refugees coming by boat from African countries, not through EU countries. Mostly French-speaking countries. Germany never had a big influx, right? <laughs> of oh, that was just a red herring, and I, and I'm not a Labour supporter. No, no, no. I, but across no, j- j- no, j- 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 no, no. the aisle, whether it's in the UK, if I was even living in the UK, I wouldn't vote mm-hmm. Labour.
2: Germany took on a lot of Muslims, though.
0: Yeah, they took the, from they, Iraq yeah, yeah, they took. They took on, but that that that's yeah. not that's not through EU. No one from Poland moved and they all said we're leaving poland we're leaving romania or oh yes some moved of course some moved. that that happens migration will always happen in some form but let's be really honest has brexit really benefited the united kingdom that was a, a boris johnson type of Trumpian move because there was that Trumpian movement about, you know, us, 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 us. And of course, again, another disclaimer, you know, uh, Trump, I'll defend him to a certain extent. I will not just be against Trump like all the mad people out there on social media. But again, we need to be honest that if the AU opens itself up and starts to do internal trade, right? Getting that uranium from Niger, coming down to southern Africa, mm-hmm. powering electricity, getting the minerals from DRC, not the minerals leaving DRC on planes to go to support Belgium and France, but coming to sustain.
2: Okay, so, so I, said, I, think I think the point we're making here is is free trade first and foremost. Free trade? Yes. Before issue, we open up borders for actual people to be yes, moving around. Yes, free trade. Yes. So what we're talking about okay.
0: is free trade. Yeah. Because okay. what what we want to do is about free trade. If we start with free yeah. trade, and yeah. then we move to what Joe alluded last week about governance, the correct governance of the free trade.
1: Exactly. we am not
0: saying, because if we say free trade, we know some of our unfortunate African leaders mm-hmm. who want to take everything from themselves.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. If it's That's free why I trade. That's stabilize... Our economies.
0: Stabilize our economies, then it becomes free trade. That's why Ruto started with business opportunity. He didn't That's say it. he didn't That's say it. population. He said mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. So if you want to come and start your business, right, of African, de- you've gotten your idea which you've seen in Brisbane, in Perth, in Sydney, right? And you go, you fly to Kenya, you say I'm a, of African descent. This is what I want to establish. Or we can establish our own, for example, African or AU
2: Amazon. Mm-hmm. Right? But but gentlemen, this is this is being said visa-less, visa-free, bilateral visa-free entry. Yes. Are we talking about the same thing
1: here? We are talking of the same thing, but if you read into the article, it's for business purposes.
2: Okay, okay.
1: So you find for your reason to visit the country has to be it's business. It's got to be business. yes yeah
2: makes a lot of sense
1: we're not talking about the
0: trade of people just migrating
1: because they know if it's business i'm coming into kenya to take my car from nairobi or to take cars from nairobi that's a business visa that's a business trip i'm bringing in business into kenya yeah yeah I'm going to be using their uh, hotel, uh, hotels and uh, hospitality facilities. I'm bringing in revenue for them.
2: I think, I think it's a, like I said earlier, I think I appro- applaud him for that. He's really trying to take that initiative. I think a lot of African leaders have been afraid to speak after Muammar Gaddafi, after the likes of Robert Mugabe were used as examples. But I think that's the direction that Africa needs to take. They need to start you know inching away from the sort of trade that only supports imperialism as as you would love to, to speak on, Joe. But uh, you know, we have got to grow. We have got to grow as our own. After all, we own most of the things that the world needs.
1: Yeah. But how come
2: that. we do not benefit the most?
1: Yeah.
0: Like if you lay, if you read to the business. Business Insider Africa says that by eliminating trade restrictions, sorry, and improving transportation systems, Kenya aims to promote the free flow of products, reduce prices, and make intra-African commerce more profitable. Yeah. That's the yeah. vision. Intra-African commerce, mm-hmm. right? Like we we look at that. If you look at that four point between, mm-hmm. is it Zimbabwe, Zambia, Botswana? Is it Namibia? Namibia.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: That that there should be a four bridge there. Yes. Right yes. now, by now, yes. there should be a spaghetti bridge, a spaghetti bridge, or a T junction bridge, whatever you want to call it, where yeah. someone can cross from Zimbabwe is, straight
2: to there. The Kazungula border.
1: No, 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 no,
2: no. Where is that Kazungula?
1: Hang on. I think let's, that's go, really, let's
0: uh, go to Dr. Google. Hey Dr. Cause, Dr. Cause Google I, I,
2: remember, I remember there was talk that um um hey who's that typing <laughs> <laughs> you
0: guys type type gently
2: Keyboard warrior
0: <laughs> We've got our keyboard warrior you think it's Joe Retainers,
2: eh?
0: <laughs> I'm not typing
2: <laughs> It's called
1: Kazukula. You're right, yeah. uh,
2: so, 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 here's the thing: Z- uh, Zambia and Botswana collectively owned the bridge. I am I made to understand that Zimbabwe was part of it, but then they initially eventually pulled out. Even though there were, I don't know, there were then uh, rumors that they later on went into the back into the deal, but I, I don't know. Google says Botswana and Zambia collectively, according to Africa Business,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, which was. You know, it's it's funded by TOFIS that and administered by Kasumbula Bridge Authority, which is um, which was created to operate and maintain the infrastructure on behalf of the two nations.
1: Yeah, yeah it's between South two British nations. Just it's only between Zambia and Zimbabwe. Zambia and Botswana.
2: Zambia mm-hmm. and Botswana.
1: The board near the bridge. Look,
2: I think. I think maybe we need to do a bit more research on this. We can touch on this in the later episodes, because another another. On Wikipedia, we all know it says Kazungula. At Kazungula, the territories of four countries—Zambia, Botswana, Zimbabwe, and Namibia—come close to meeting <laughs> at a quadruple point. So, like you're saying, we all know that those countries have got shared borders at, at that point. <laughs> and I, I'm not really sure where the, the I'm ashamed to say I'm not sure I, where that border, I, can that can comes in, but yeah. Yeah.
0: So on CNN.com, I, you know, I'm shocked my computer is going on CNN.com, but because of this, we'll accept it. Because Zubula Bridge is between Zambia and Botswana. Zimbabwe mm-hmm. doesn't have a connection point Yes. of that. Mm-hmm. Namibia doesn't have a connection point. So it's just going straight over the Zambezi River, skipping okay. Zimbabwe from Zambia to Botswana. Right, there as I'm saying that they should have been a crossing point or whatever you can call it. Is it here in Australia we call it a merge or or a diversion from the middle point? It goes into Zimbabwe, it goes into Namibia. If you're crossing from Zimbabwe, you can go underneath into Namibia, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can turn left into Botswana, you can turn right into Zambia. That this is the the infrastructure which we need to build which builds trade between yes. all countries. Uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. Looking yeah, at I'm the actually man, looking, I'm looking at the picture here.
0: At the CNN, man. Uh-huh. Oh.
2: And it clearly shows the border comes from one place to the next. There's no, mm-hmm. like you're saying, there's no four-way interchange mm-hmm. um, that is, you know, taking you either to... Exactly, or that's to the, the word the I was internet. looking for, four-way interchange.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, look, RUTO has started a good thing. I believe in it. We believe in an AU for Africa, where we start our own trade. It's time for us to do our own internal trade, move things from the north all the way down to the south, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah, right? Things from the south all the way to the north, but exporting to Europe, exporting to China, exporting to Russia is secondary until we've finished our orders for the AU, and AU becomes stronger.
2: Yeah, and I think in other um, in, in other episodes we could actually look even look into. Uh, I mean, this is just me thinking forward. We could even just look into having an episode that would touch on what African countries offer what for for our listeners and viewers. Yeah, so that fantastic. we can even further discuss this issue and you um, know mm-hmm. just make it make sense. Beautiful, beautiful.
1: Oh, We're well, awesome.
0: staying in our, in the homeland, in the motherland, in Africa. Let's talk about Niger oh, yeah. and ECOWAS. Yeah. So in the last 13 hours, Yahoo News put an article out there saying West Africa's ECOWAS rejects rejects Niger's junta's proposed three year delay for an election. So the, they're calling them the military junta. Uh, some may call them a freedom revolution. Mm-hmm. They've ECOWAS has rejected the military leader's proposal to have a, a three year delay on elections. I'm, I'm leaning more to the side of ECOWAS on this one. I don't think you need three years to have an election. Uh, you are not elected by the people. You've taken over via a coup. Maybe six months or 12 months, then you have an election. Why wait for three years? What do you want to do in a three-year span, which you can't prove to the people? Whether you, as a military leader, you said, no, I've done my part in the military I want to move into politics give me the opportunity to be your president i'm 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 leaning on the side of ecowas on this one of course i do have my misconceptions about ecowas because ecowas is for a lack of a better term it's a bit of a it's a bit of a beach for france (laughs)
1: I <laughs> can say the West. puppet,
0: a puppet. <laughs> <for the West.
1: laughs>
0: Look, we are in we an adult channel here, yeah? so you know people can have a puppet or at the moment. So, but however, on this stance, a three year delay for an election. Joe, Tina, let's open it up on the Niger.
1: discussion. I, I think me, I'm gonna be, uh, you know, leaning towards the military to say the three years one will make much more sense because there is a lot of, uh, you know, confusion, a lot of uh, forces that are pulling in Niger. Niger is quite significant geopolitical country and it needs to be more stable before it's handed over to a civilian leader because at the moment... Like you said, Echoas is being, you know, controlled by its puppeteers, and it's putting so much force, and a civilian leader will not be able to stand against Echoas if before the masters come in and take over because if they are quick to put a civilian leader that person can be blackmailed one can be would politically by france us we need a military you know presence in the political you know space in Niger at the moment yeah, but, because but, they've but, got but, 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 but
0: 3 years is not constitutional it's not the people yes uh, have selected no, no, no. Whose constitution okay, sh- okay. Can I, can I finish? Yes. People have celebrated with the military, right? Yes. We yes. use the example of Zimbabwe. <laughs> Zimbabwe had a, a coup in 2017. Mm-hmm. An election was held it within couldn't... 12 months in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whether you may say the election was free and fair, that's, that's another debate. Yes. But what we are saying is that once you have a coup mm-hmm. within 6 to 12 months, Yes. An election must be held. Who is defining that constitution? No, no, no. no. Not, no let's not talk about the constitution. Well, let's not talk about who's defined. Obviously, you can say the constitution is a Western construct, right? That's what that's what you are trying to allude to.
1: That because the... it's not working in that situation because this oh. country has been torn to pieces.
0: Yes, you may say you're saying that it is a Western construct, but what we are saying is that. Yes, it may be a Western construct. However, yes. it gives the voice to the people. Mm-hmm. So if it is a free and fair election, mm-hmm. the military can find their own civilian mm-hmm. who they believe they can puppeteer from their own end. But to wait three years, mm-hmm. this is, to me, as I said, I think I used words uh, to, to, to refer ECOWAS and, the, <laughs> and its Western allies – you, you, you are more politically correct about being a uh, puppeteers or puppets, right? Three years is too long to have an election. Within 12 months, election should be held in Niger. The best candidate to say, this is what I'm doing. If if they want to have a runoff with the president who was ousted by the coup, if the president has learned his lessons, then let's come and have a battle of ideas.
1: T- Tinas. Tinas,
2: go. Okay, so... Why is Niger so important? Politically, it has been seen as an example of a relatively democratic stability in recent years, (laughs) while its neighbors, Burkina Faso and uh, Mali had already succumbed to military, military coups. Politically, strategically, it hosts French and US military bases and is seen as a key partner to fight Islamic insurgency. Economically, it is rich in uranium, it is rich in gold, it produces seven percent of all global supplies of uranium. <laughs> so just a, a snip, snippet of what why this country is very important that we are talking about. Um, ECOWAS, having been said, has not had the very best of um, uh, what's the word uh, of of uh, histories when it comes to doing uh, good. Their
1: like, rep- reputation is not good.
2: Exactly, just as uh, the AU. Just as even ECAS, there's the equivalent of ECOWAS, there's ECAS and there's also SADAT. All of these organizations have not really done well when it comes to, you know, doing the right thing for African countries, making the right decisions, and just having that overall look out for, for, for the African interest. Why mm-hmm. is this? It's because the AU itself was not designed design of African countries. It was something that was brought on by America and, and, and the West. for for them to be able to have a hand in how Africa, you know, uh, has its own affairs and, 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 you know, sits upon itself, basically. That example alone will show you that the West always wants to have a hand in how Africans do what they do. I think even the UN is a very good example, again, of how they want to do that. ECOWAS is not there for the right for the for the good of 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 Niger. Yes. Because if they were there for the good of Niger, they mm-hmm. would have listened to what we are talking about. That's yes. why is Niger such a very important country to the West including countries like like France and the United States. Why is it so important? And having said that, why is it that once these countries have taken reign over these countries economically, what has the normal populace, what are they going through? What is happening in that country? Mm -hmm. Like, apart from them having uranium and having having gold, they have no, they're raised among one of the poorest countries. Their people are starving, Mm -hmm. but they have all of that. So I think we we just need to look at um, more importantly, what ECOWAS is. And also at the same time, politically, also look at what Mali or Niger are trying to achieve by, by not following what ECOWAS wants mm-hmm. to be done.
0: You know, good points, Tinas. As I said, um, in terms of Niger, particularly with the point <laughs> which you've raised about 7% of the world's uranium, yeah, people mm-hmm. people might sneer and say, "Oh, seven percent, you know, seven <laughs> percent <7% laughs> is oh, a, significant, That's a, a nuclear, significant amount." And if you know, you know, France, Germany, who have been particularly outspoken, mm-hmm. most of their energy generation is from nuclear energy, and what is nuclear energy is uranium. So you, so a place like Niger is just a what can we say? France and Germany are pickpocketing, you mm-hmm. know, this free uranium because mm-hmm. again, Niger still uses the Franks. I didn't know that. If I if yes. I want to if
2: I want to add on to that, okay. So one of the things that we haven't spoken about is I was also hearing one of these podcasts that apparently since the non Stream pipeline that was going to that was coming from Russia, going to some of these European countries, since it was blown up, the the the, the, the the European countries and the West mm-hmm. strategized to have Nigeria supply natural gas mm-hmm. through, amongst other countries, mm-hmm. Niger. Yeah. And Niger is so central, like we've always said, it's so central to to the Asian to the Sahel region mm-hmm. that they cannot go past, divert the pipe mm-hmm. around Niger. Um, awesome. And one of the key issues, I think when we heard France making a A lot of key threats was because they were now saying, no, 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 you're not going to put your pipe through our country. That's not going to happen. And -hmm. you see, with that, again, we also have to consider that is part of the reasons why a country like Nigeria right now is very, very important to to, to the whole debate.
1: Yeah, so I'm coming back to that issue of military rule. You see, even Burkina Faso... Traore has been there for almost a year now, and it's going very well for the Burkinabi. Yeah. So what's wrong with Niger? Sankara at the time was a military ruler. He was there for years. Muammar Gaddafi was a general. He was there for decades, and Libya was livable. Uh, despite you know, some of the political uh, victims.
0: can I can, I, can, I, can, I, can I come back to that point right you've given the examples of Gaddafi and President Ibrahim right mean, yes I mean, so what we are saying is that if the military mm-hmm. or the a particular general or a particular colonel yes. wants to get into the political space right yes yes go and talk about your manifesto. Talk about your vision for Niger, right? Now you talk about you entered this the service of the government in the military to protect and serve the people, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You've taken out a leader who you are saying is not protecting the people's interest. Interest, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So you've done your part as a military leader. Yes. So after 12 months, you say, right? we've taken out this individual who has not protected the mm-hmm. rights and the benefits of the people of Niger, mm-hmm. whatever, ex country. Yes. Right? Let's have an election. Mm-hmm. This uh, political candidate, they are saying they will protect the interests. Yes. Maybe the former president is saying, I've learned my lesson.
1: The mm-hmm. relations I
0: try to have with X country, Y country, mm-hmm. Z mm-hmm. country, mm-hmm. yellow country, blue country. Mm-hmm has not benefited us Mm -hmm. i will bring you know this a b c d e f g Mm -hmm. as my manifesto and policy your job as the military leader is to protect Mm -hmm. and serve the people you've done that after 12 months step away or say i resign and i want
1: to go into the political field yeah so what's wrong with them being there for three years
2: exactly I think that whole is that. transition. Yeah. Transition. Well, how, can no,
0: take, there's no, no transition. There's no transition which takes three years, genuinely.
2: No, 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 not for so, anything That has and, already been. Oh, there's, there's no transition. There's no, there's, there's no
0: transition. Yeah. Let's really. not, not crazy. Pending
1: yeah. invasion. There's pending invasion <laughs> from left, right, exactly. centre.
2: <laughs>
1: we need a military strategist to protect <laughs> the nation. Yeah. Yeah. They, okay. What's the job <laughs> of the military? They can
0: advise the civilian president to yeah, say like, this is our mm-hmm. strategy,
2: Mr. Listen, president. But if if the president is no, 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 no,
1: no. lived for, um, <laughs> president has no, no, no. wait, to the, the wait for Tina to, to say something. Yeah. We haven't no, had no.
2: it. You know, I was looking I was looking at I was looking at um, uh, one of the presidents from one of these ECHOS countries actually before we came online who was caught trying to run away from his country. He had, mm. you know, Suitcases of money actually want us to to look for this, and maybe we can put this up on one of our sites, either on Twitter or whatever you. We'll put this video up and this guy was trying to run away from the country and he had suitcases full of f- of francs this is uh f- French whatever currency is called. This is what is happening in those countries that these guys are being paid ridiculous amount of money for making you know decisions that benefit those countries so in this case. When the military comes in, the military doesn't take money from anyone. They they they, they, they rule on on, on based on, on on a structure, and anyone who's caught outside of that, you know, is guys, going to be punished. Guys, so guys, guys, no guys, no
0: no, no, no. Guys, let's, not live in a, let's not live in a utopia. These military dictators, right? Okay, military people end up becoming the worst dictators than a politician. All right, let's do look. Let's look at Idi Amini, All mm-hmm. right. Yes, he came here. People say that he's coming to liberate the people of <laughs> Uganda. What happened what ended up happening with in Uganda under
2: Idi Amin? <laughs> I, I see there's a tongue tied No, no, I'm not, I'm not. i Actually want to say something. Yeah. You know, again <laughs> again. <laughs> I was watching a video about somebody. And again, I'll try and avail this video for you guys. Um, When somebody was going around and they were speaking and they were were going around the country and looking at the decay and dilapidation, and do you know that there was a, a hospital, one of the main hospitals that was there, that during Idi Amin was where all the doctors from that area were staying. They were housed there, they free housing, free everything, and all they had to do was go to work, get paid, and treat people. They didn't have to worry about housing, they didn't have to worry about transporting. Right now, do you know what happened to that place? It's owned by an Indian. And then they moved on to another place again, something that during India means time was something that was being used to to help people, and now again, it's owned by the Indian community. Again, Mm -hmm. so uh, I really want to, you know, I I think I'm going to try and bring this up again so that it has, uh, you know, a point of reference. And, um, what we're basically saying, as much as those guys had so much of 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 hate towards them or so much of things that they did, but they did that in the good of the African people at large. So as much as you could argue um, and say these military juntas have got yeah, look, the potential right, to become guys, even worse, guys, but they also do have African interests at heart. Y- yes. Why do why do you want to run? They can have I and through a country.
0: They can have an interest at heart, but let us not put lipstick on a crocodile, please. Let's not put lipsticks on a crocodile. Some of, these, some of these guys are, Captain I, are, are extreme aggressors. Captain if you B. are a military general, right? <laughs> you've done your 12 months. <laughs> Captain B. You've done your 12 months. You've stabilized the country. Have a free and fair Election, Captain. How P, hard is, how, how many hard African hard how
2: many hard. African countries process uranium? Do you know? I don't have the stats in front of me. Okay, so okay, but but if you were to to guess, I'm I'm sure there's none. If you were to guess,
1: no, I think, I think not. Sure not not if, No, 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 no. They don't process it. They don't process it. There's a
2: difference it. between mining and processing it. We're talking about processing it. No, they but don't but process it. it. Nobody. But Africa, there's no one processes it. Right, right. Why do you think that is? Because they the mm-hmm. price that mm-hmm. you buy uranium ore at, mm-hmm. and the price that you buy the processed product, is extremely on on opposite ends. Mm-hmm. Very cheap, very expensive.
0: Mm-hmm. We and right. you all know that that if you get your ore versus process, this is always going to be expensive. Okay, and like,
1: like, women uh, leaders yeah. enabling that. That
2: exactly. Let's give an example of this. That's That's this pipeline. Okay. <laughs> this pipeline. <laughs> Let's, <come. laughs> Let's give an example of this pipeline. This pipeline is running across straight into the country from south to to the north. Yes. Uh, do you think that there is no need for, for 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 natural gas in 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 Chad or in Niger? Sorry. Do you think there is no need for it? Do you think that that whole country does not need any sort of benefit from a pipeline that could be passing through its country? They do, yes. but why? Why is it that they have military personnel in the country, ready to protect their their, their that interest for them? It's because they don't want anyone else to mm-hmm. mess around with that, we've even agreed, the people we, of that we've, country. We've
0: agreed about the protection of the military interest and in protecting the interests of the country. We've all mm-hmm. said that that the military that's the job of the military. Now that's you're speaking
2: it, softly. That's... I
0: want you to speak with no. No 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 no, no, no 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 I'm not speaking no, that is that is the role of the military to protect yes. the interests mm-hmm. of the country. The people,
1: yes. Mm-hmm. And ECOWAS is not gonna do no,
0: that. No, ECOWAS is not going to do that. And we've said that. No one is no one has disputed that. What yeah. I am saying is that you have protected the interests of the people, right? Yes. Number one. Yes. Number two, mm-hmm. right? You've protected them. Number two, as the military, you were not voted in. You were appointed. So your role is we've protected the interests we felt as the military. We will not agree with President X, (laughs) right? We want elections to be held. If President X, President X.2, his (laughs) vice president, wants to campaign versus candidate Y, who's you know, a Pan-Africanist, a anti-imperialist, then the people will
2: vote.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: but people, have, uh, everything yeah. has to go back to the people.
1: It has to go back to the we'll people. A
0: year
2: is good enough time frame for that to happen. Yeah,
1: Thank you, my opinion.
0: That's my opinion. Exactly. That what is my mean, opinion. That a year is a good timeline. Because in a year... You can step up. These guys are not qualified. Yeah, I'm sorry, government. Most let let government is even
2: four and five years, or any sort of change to happen. Let me respond. Let me respond. Let, yeah, let, yeah, let yeah, me respond. It's not very good time frame to Let best me respond. These
0: guys are not qualified financial controllers. These guys are not qualified health officials. These guys. No no no. Come
1: on. no come on. The military
2: has people to do that.
1: Everyone in that area. The The military every faculty, yes. yes, Yes. They do Mm have doctors, they do have uh, you know accounting uh, experts. What we are talking about, we want
0: the people to vote for individuals. Granted. Granted, the quicker you get to that point, the better. Three years, the better to who though these these guys want to to plunder. So no, no, no! Not better for the people. The people. Which, not which, not, which, no, no,
2: no. At the end of the day, who's not plundering? France is plundering. They're plundering. How many? Fifty percent of countries. How many? How many? They're plundering. Literally, <laughs> They're, they, have, they have they have money of 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 eight countries running through their economy. Like, come on, yeah. Who is he, not plundering? You're you having me? those guys plunder because. You know what, if you get you you. 100 million, they'll they say, oh, 100 million is no money. Those guys want billions, they want trillions out of your country with nothing coming back to you. So, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: no, we are better off with military rule, so France and the U.S. cannot benefit from our resources without <laughs> without us getting back any benefit from those resources. You can take over, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Tina, you can wrap it up. You can wrap it up. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> I just need to counterattack there. You can't say we need military rule because military rule is not the choice
1: of the people. Understood. But at this stage, so We need the choice of the people. Right. Right. So coming back to the choice of the people, I completely agree with all that. But the issue is the culture within the politics in Niger has been corrupted to the core, where you find that the Western countries, they can actually infiltrate civilian political atmosphere with ease. That's why the military is needed to clear out the scam. Once the culture is changed within the political system in Niger, then the military will be ready to hand over, no matter how long it takes, as long as it is for the people. If it takes three years, yes. If it takes five years, yes. Until they clear out the scam and the culture in politics is uncorruptible by the West, then I would say I'll go for what people are voting for. But at the moment, people are, you know, on the side of the military. They are going with the military. They are vying for what the military is doing.
0: And no one has disputed that. And that can be done for another six to 12 months. Military needs to step back and go into military roles. Yes, that is that, my opinion. And yeah. you gentlemen said three years good, three years fantastic. That was a bit of a heated heated <laughs> discussion there. We'll continue with the Niger. I think you promised that from episode two, where we've been monitoring it. We wanted to come back with full facts, more research, and we'll continue to research this. We're very interested in the African geopolitics at Amajen's podcast. As we know, we are open africanists here in, mm-hmm. in different forms and different ways. We, we may want it in, <laughs> to arrive in a certain point in a different ways. So before we, we wrap up, it was a fun Amajen's podcast from the Premier League to the Women's World Cup to Kenya's opening of borders for business to the Niger Equals discussions. Quick predictions, at the time of the recording, the, the election in Zimbabwe is on our end is one day to go. By the time we publish it, we may be in the middle of results. But a quick re- prediction around the table. Quick thoughts. us how do you think the election will go in Zimbabwe?
2: I think I still feel Zanupia has an upper hand. It doesn't obviously, um, uh, you know, follow what the people want, but uh, I think they still have an upper hand in the way they've been, you know, running things. The way they've used state agencies to their advantage. So basically, they still have an upper hand, and I think they will have a slim lead over over CCC. Obviously, CCC has organic votes. PF does not have organic votes. They're passing people a lot of uh, a lot of uh, victimization going on. So I wouldn't really call them organic votes. But uh, CCC with organic votes will probably you know come for short so we'll see how it goes all the best to everybody and yeah wow what a politically
0: correct answer so <laughs> you're just trying to say zano pf is just gonna scheme its way to a victory <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately it looks like that because they've got the tools apparatus and the experience
0: and yeah unfortunately you've already started to uh, we saw on Twitter the information secretary already saying that uh, z- using Ziambe, Ziambe, appara- the minister, is it the Minister of Defense saying that people were going to be camped at polling stations? They are not allowed there. People are using mm-hmm. illegal jammers. So they've already started mm-hmm. their rhetoric, yeah, mm-hmm. trying to intimidate people with the security ar- apparatus. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the population's desire, From what we've seen on uh, viewers' mail, viewer correspondence, we don't want to have have another Zimbabwean debate tonight, but from Mm -hmm. all the letters, all the correspondence we've seen, people want change. People just want to have a taste of change to see that in the country there can be change. If people are not happy with Triple C, five years later they can bring back the current ruling party. But people just want a bit of difference. 43 years, infrastructure is dilapidated. Road networks is not working. We don't have a train system. Uh, We have, for lack of a better term, uh, public transport. We've got a, um, for those who don't know it, we've got a Mushika Shika system where it's just old, little, scrawny cars picking up people. Um, I think people have shown the sentiment of change. But as I said, we hope for the right result for the country and we wish all the best for you know, all the candidates.
2: A very, a very good telltale signs of how things have changed is, you know, back in the day, you'd never see people walking away from a Mugabe rally, never. But then now we see scores of people, and this is happening across the country, scores of people walking away mid speech of the president and not only does it look bad on him, but you know I think it's, a, it's also just a telltale tell sounds that uh, you know people are not really you know occupied with 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 what, he, what he's really trying to to achieve. They, they, they're really just looking forward to themselves. They're being forced onto buses. How can you have a rally consistently having five hundred people, five hundred buses coming to the rally? What is the point? Yep. Why are you bringing people from Matibilen to rallies in Mashonaland?
1: yeah so it's called image management yeah. people are hungry people are happy to
0: come mm-hmm. in i heard apparently some of these are uh, ruling party rallies they're getting chicken in you know free meals um, <laughs> chicken slicer people are hungry you know we yeah. saw yesterday at the last official rally, which they are supposed to have as per the gazetted legislation mm-hmm. at the Freedom Square in Harare for the opposition. There's lots of people and there. there was no free donation of food. People were just going there. Yeah, personal perspective, mm-hmm. it's time for a change. We as I said last week, we appreciate everything. From Mugabe, Tongogara, Chitepo. We can list all the cadres who were in the liberation struggle. Joshua Mkomo, Muzenda, Zobo, all of them. We can list them. We never trivialize what they did for us. For us to be on this pedestal where we can can eloquently speak, where we can research, where we can learn, when we can do things. It was their liberation struggle. They fought for us. But we we're saying to them, gentlemen, after 43 years, go and enjoy your retirement. Go and enjoy your lives with your families, your grandkids. Go and play around. And,
2: uh, give I someone just, else. Give someone else the opportunity. Thank you wanted so wanted much. To touch. Um. I just wanted to touch on on. Sorry. 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 Talking. Sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on. You know, we we're talking about num- the issue of numbers, people being busted mm. You know, I just feel like it's. It's a very good example for them to justify numbers, mm-hmm. eventually, if those numbers are played with. I'm not yes. accusing them of having to do that, mm-hmm. but I think we have always seen that that is always the accusation that they've done. And and looking into it, it's very easy for somebody to say, ah, oh, no, look, man, what do you mean? We didn't quite look at the number of people that came to our rally. But most of those people are buzzed in from there, you know? And as soon as those people hear that their bus is leaving, they all mm-hmm. run, run away because they're not they're not from that area from there <laughs> most of those people don't even have money to if Call if they miss home. the bus to go back home you know they don't have money to buy themselves a meal if something happens so it's just an excuse for them to be able to to justify the numbers and uh you know i think i think the opposition or the people supporting the opposition have done a very good job of trying to look into that you know and exploiting the yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, has anyone uh, had a chance to look at the voters' role? I have
2: not, to be honest.
1: Yeah, because uh, on Voice of uh, Africa, Zimbabwe, they are saying that uh, all the contestants were given the the voters' role. The candidates have been given the voters' roll.
2: Is that true, though? So
1: uh, I don't know how far true it is, but uh, we're looking at uh, Voice of Africa, Zimbabwe, which is one of those... Uh, you know, a outlets that sometimes, you
2: know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look let's see how it goes. I think yeah, the candidates are as of today in Zimbabwe at the time of our recording is the 22nd around 1 p.m. they are not allowed to campaign as per the legislation. So let's you know, hope for peace, let's hope for the right result. That's all we can do. Uh, but after 43 years, uh, you know, from my perspective, Captain mm-hmm. P is the host of Amagin's podcast. And my fellow co-hosts, my brothers, the fellow pioneers of Amagin's podcast. yeah, Let's have a go at another party. Uh, the ruling party has done a lot for us. Liberation struggle, land reform. Those are all appreciative gestures. But in other aspects, I think it's time for the people to experience something different. We've got people who were born 20 years ago who've never experienced a good Zimbabwe. Some of us experienced. We experienced a good Zimbabwe. Some have never experienced a good Zimbabwe. So I think it's time for us to have a change for that. So thank you so much, gentlemen. It's been a robust discussion this week. This is what Amagents brings to you, robust informative, and sometimes speculative information. <laughs> <laughs> uh, particularly, we hear these sources of, uh, I've, I've seen this on Instagram, I've seen this on Wikipedia. We need reliable sources, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, like, we said, like we said, we're going to provide the videos. No, 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 thank you so thank much,
0: us Thank you so much, Joe. Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you for I another that beautiful turn. session. Amagin's podcast will be back next week for another discussion this time we'll be focusing on the results of the zim election we might even have a special episode this week we might have two for the price of one for this week in august 2023 we're looking at the zimbabwean election the results just a quick episode recap and we we discuss and we have a chat so everyone have a good week and stay tuned to amajin's podcast thank you so much